You're listening to Church on the Path Inspiration Podcast. Brought to you by Holy Fire. And broadcasting from the heart of Brisbane City, Australia. Speaking today is Pastor Glenn Gerhauser. Today's message is entitled Closing the Gap. Closing the Gap. And this is number two in Restoring the Soul. And I'm continuing to share on the message that God has put on my heart for 2023. I'll pray in a second, but these are very, uh, or these are prophetic messages Uh, in which I share the things that God is speaking to my heart. I'm going to share a dream also that I had this week that the Lord spoke to me. With regards to prophecy, I want to say that uh, prophecy, present-day prophecy never comes above Scripture. Uh, It's never to replace Scripture. Uh, The purpose of it is to highlight Scripture, get us into Scripture, and to... um, bring out what God is doing right now. Bring out what God is doing right now, but it never replaces Scripture. And so the, the Word of God tells us to, the New Testament tells us, do not despise prophecy, but test all things and hold fast to the good. Test all things and hold fast to the good. And that's one of the things that I do uh, when I'm not preaching, I'm testing and weighing things up and I'm, Asking the Lord what he wants. And so, Father, that's, with, that's the attitude we come to you with this morning. That you would make your word clear to us. It would feed us. It would change us. It would be at work in us who believe. And that you would help me to share this word, not just the words themselves, but the way you want me to share it and the tone and that your spirit would come And just mold us into your image, Lord. Mold us into your image. That's my prayer. And we give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. Amen. 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 Let's put our hands on our hearts and pray this nice and loud. Dear Jesus, speak to my heart and change my life. In your precious name. Amen. So closing the gap, let's get into it. Well, before we get into it, we've extended registration for Bible school for one more week, the Father's Heart Unit. This is especially for those that are listening online. So we started this Monday, the 6th of February, 2023, and we had an awesome start, and it was a blessing to have some of the grads there like Missy. And but uh, we still have room. We had a great start, amazing time, but we still have room. So if you want to uh, let people know or you want to come yourself, you can register at holyfireschool.com. Check it out. And if you're listening to this, uh, you have my personal invitation to come tomorrow evening to come and be a part of it. But I'm not making that very publicly known. It's for those who 
here and uh, you know, find out about it. So registration extended for one more week there for the Father's Heart Unit. And I'll be talking about the Father's Heart this morning. So again, repeating what I was saying before, today I will continue to develop the word God put in my heart for 2023. And it centers around Psalm 23. So this word that God's put on my heart centers around Psalm 23. That looks like a great place to do devotions. I didn't take that picture, but I love to go to beautiful places to spend time with our beautiful God, who's even more beautiful than the creation he made, but the creation reflects his beauty. And here's Psalm 23 from my uh, inspiration translation. The Hebrews on the top, uh, Adonai Roi, or Yahweh Roi, and that means the Lord is my shepherd. So let's look at this. Oh, we need to mute. Some, somebody is not muted, so make sure if you're online, make sure you're muted. So Psalm 23. Let me read this to you. Yahweh is my shepherd. I won't be without. In pastures green, he settles me. Beside waters gentle, he guides me. My soul, he restores. That's what we've been focusing on. My soul, he restores. Nafshi Yeshovev. He leads me in paths trusted and right. Yes, that's who he is. Even if I walk in a valley, fog, thick and dark, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your support, they comfort me. You set before me a table across from those attacking me. You anoint robustly my head, my cup abundantly flows. Yes, goodness and love kind pursue me all the days of my life, and I will be refreshed in Yahweh's house continually, days without end. Amen? Amen? In Psalm 23, or Psalm 23 begins, let me say it like this, Psalm 23 begins with Yahweh is my shepherd. In harmony with Psalm 23, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, John 10, 11. The mystery of the good news is that Yahweh has come in the flesh through Jesus. This is the beauty and the mystery of the good news is that Yahweh himself has come in the flesh through Jesus. Some people see that there's a difference between Yahweh and Jesus, that uh, Yahweh is not Jesus, but actually Jesus is Yahweh is in the flesh. So Yahweh is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And Yahweh has come in the flesh through Jesus. Hallelujah. And he's come to shepherd us. Yahweh himself came as a man to stand in the gap of our lives and rebuild the wall. We see this in Ezekiel 22.30. 22, Ezekiel 22.30. And he saw... 
No man could fill this role, so he took it on himself. So if you go to Ezekiel, go to Ezekiel 22:30. It's a, a verse that I believe we're all well aware of, but good to be reminded of these important classic verses. Uh, Ezekiel 22:30. Here is God speaking through Ezekiel and It says here, I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would not have to destroy it, but I found none. Notice at the end there, it's a tragedy. I found none, none to stand in the gap. Now, what is this gap? It's The picture here is a city wall, the walls of Jerusalem, and there's a big hole in the wall. And in order to defend the city, we need someone to stand in that gap. And the goal of the person standing in the gap is to protect the enemy from coming in. But also his goal is to restore, rebuild the wall so that there's no more gap there. And we saw that God found no one so... No man could fulfill this role to really fill in the gap. So he took it on himself. He took the initiative on himself. Go to Isaiah 63.5. Isaiah 63.5. I looked, but there was no one to help. I looked, but there was no one to help. I was appalled that no one gave support. So my own arm achieved salvation for me. And my own wrath sustained me. So here, God himself is bringing the salvation. And he is stepping in where no person could help. Then we go to John 14. I mean, John 10. John chapter 10. And this is the chapter about Jesus being the shepherd. He comes. He shepherds. And he lays down his life. For the sheep. Can I read some, some of this here? Uh, starting John 10:1. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. There's a, a lot of thieves and robbers out in the world today. Uh, It could be false teachers, false prophets. It could be bad thinking. Uh, Sometimes somebody speaks in a way and it's not coming through Jesus. And it's coming to rob us of our peace, rob us of our joy, rob us of our intimacy with God. And here the Lord is warning us about people coming in through Some other way. Verse 2, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. 
Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. It goes on, therefore Jesus said, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. And he, one of the uh, pictures that some commentators bring out is that in this, uh, the, the Middle East, they'll have a, a sheep pen and they'll have walls around in the sheep pen, but there's no specific door. And the shepherd lays as the door, lays as the gate to protect the sheep. So he lays himself down there to protect the sheep. In other words, it's another picture of Jesus standing in the gap. Standing in the gap. He's not letting in anything except what is from him. Therefore, Jesus said, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Or as other versions say, they, that they may have life and life abundantly. Abundant life or life beyond extraordinary. I was looking at the water yesterday because we went down to Sandgate for, uh, well, we thought for fish and chips, but we never got to fish and chips. We just <laughs> looked around and we went down there. I was looking at the water and I was thinking, here it is, God's creation. It's so abundant. The waters are so abundant. And then you look up at the stars, and when you find out more about the stars, there's billions of galaxies and trillions of stars. So the universe we live in is an abundant universe. And then you take the microscope and go deeper and deeper, and now we have the whole quantum theory. There's the quantum computing that's going to revolutionize the world in the future, IBM has made this quantum computer, but it has to be uh, so cold, really cold, to operate. But normally it would take a computer, maybe a supercomputer, it would take them three years to solve a task or a problem, but the quantum computer can do it in a couple seconds. This will make our password systems and security and everything obsolete. So this is a a revolution that's coming around the door. Of course, they can't mass produce it yet. But they have created the prototype. But all of this shows us that even going down to the micro level, we can't see the quantum level. This universe is abundant. And God is greater than even that. And then with all of this that he knows and all this that he is, he comes down to us to stand in the gap and to lay down his life for the sheep. He cares for us with everything going on in the universe, with everything he created. He cares for you. He cares for you. On the 6th of January, 2023, the Lord spoke to me again about this year, saying, this is a year of recovery and restoration for my people all around the world. A Psalm 23 year. Can I repeat that again? 
So last week I was sharing from earlier in my journal. This is uh, at the 6th of January. And I was praying this whole time, Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying for 2023? This is a year of recovery and restoration for my people all around the world. A Psalm 23 year. Yeah, this is a year of recovery and restoration for my people all around the world, the Psalm 23 year. Listening to the Holy Spirit, I continued to write. 2023 is a year when the prodigals will return home. They will see the importance of returning and resting in the Father's house. They will understand the need to be planted in the Father's house to flourish. I am their shepherd and seek my lost sheep to bring them back into my fold. I will seek and find them. My spirit is now working to draw them. So this was another thing that the Lord added to this whole theme of recovery and restoration and that 2023 is a year when the prodigals will return home. Now, when God says things like this, it's to prepare our hearts because when the prodigals return home, it's, it's quite easy for us to be skeptical, <laughs> right? Like the older brother. But the Lord wants us to have his heart. The Father wants us to have his heart and welcome them without saying, where have you been? <laughs> and what have you been doing? But that warm welcome. And these prodigals will see the importance of returning and resting in the Father's house. They will understand the need to be planted in the Father's house to flourish. And the Lord continue to share with me. I am their shepherd and seek my lost sheep. So he's out there seeking his lost sheep to bring them back into my fold. I will seek and find them. My spirit is now working to draw them. So let's believe that this is what the Lord is doing. And this is his very nature. Oh, it goes on. Again, all from the 6th of January, 2023. They will know it's critical for them to be found, not just in any house, but the house I am building, the place where my presence lives. My people will be people of my presence who will be present where I am. The lost among my people will return. I will give the older brothers and sisters of my house a heart like my heart for those returning a heart that celebrates and restores them. And there I'd like to really pause because this is the challenge for us, is for us to have a heart like the Father's heart. The older brother, when the younger brother returned, the older brother looked down on the father. He actually left the father's house. The father had to go chasing after him. He left the father's house. He, he was upset. He didn't understand what he had in the Father. And in the Father's house, he didn't really understand what he had in God, uh, so to speak. He didn't understand that everything was his and that he was always with the Father. And God wants to give us all a heart 
like his own heart for those returning. They return broken. They don't always have the right words. They may not be uh, as clean. They will not be as clean as we hope. They'll be uh, broken and ragged and, and maybe saying things that maybe saying things that we might not fully approve of, but here it is. We've got to welcome them and have a heart for them and just love them and pray for them and celebrate, celebrate that God is restoring, celebrate that God is restoring them. Amen. And I heard the Lord saying, and I mentioned this one last week, I heard the Lord saying, my people will be soaked in my love. And soaked in my love. This is the bucket illustration. We had the two buckets. We had the bucket full of dirty water, and then we had the bucket full of clean water. It's easy, easy for us to soak in the dirty water, uh, but we've got to make a choice to soak in the clean water. And then when you take that sponge and when you squeeze it, and it comes under pressure, what comes out is the clean water if you, soak in, if you soak in the right place. And we're to be soaking ourselves in, in the Father's love. And this is what we were doing on Monday night. Nobody was there at first, 5.30. Usually there's a bit more people between 5.30 and 6, but just put on some quiet music, uh, reflecting on the Father's love and just soaking. And then it was beautiful once everybody came in. You guys were proactive, amen? Proactive to pray. Let's pray. And I saw you guys all get together. No one told you to do it. You just did it. And there was, yeah, there was such a beautiful sense of the presence of God. Yes. And I want to encourage you, keep on doing that. It was proactive. You didn't wait on someone to tell you what to do. You just pressed in and soaked in the love. And there was a sense of the love of God in the very atmosphere on Monday night. And we want to practice that every Monday night, as well as here, as well as here. We want to practice that. This is what, when you're coming into church, it's about soaking in. You're like a sponge and you're soaking in God's love. So my people will be soaked in my love. The next thing he said is obedient to my word. My people will be soaked in my love, obedient to my word. And today we're talking about these two things, being soaked in his love and obedient to his word. We're, we're talking about all these things. And thank you for the serviette. Appreciate it. <laughs> I'm just joking. This. this. <laughs> Not, the good thing there's a breeze. There's things just flying around. There's pavers flying around. and serviettes flying around. <laughs> All these things. That's what happens when you're at the church in the park. But the breeze is good because it's a hot day. <laughs> Soaked in my love, obedient to my word, understanding my ways, and loving me, my people, and the lost. And today we're, we're more focusing on the first two. I'm trying not to overwhelm you with too much on, the sun, on a Sunday morning and this Sunday morning. So here is John 15, 9 through 7. We read this last week. We're reading it again. 
Just as the Father loves me, I love you. Dwell deeply in my love. If you guard my commands, you will dwell deeply in my love, just as I guard my Father's commands and dwell deeply in his love. I have said this so that my joy resides within you. I want you to have abundant and overflowing joy. Hallelujah. Now, there's more that I can read. I won't read all of that right now. All of it's good. But here is, here is the point. In John 15, 9 through 17, Jesus reveals to us how his love and our obedience go hand in hand. How can we obey unless we soak in his love? And how can we soak in his love unless we obey? The two go together. Which one is first? Well, I would say what's first is definitely his love and that experience of his love, but it's also tied with and cannot be separated from obedience. How can we soak in his love unless we are obedient? So we've got to choose the right bucket. We've got to choose to be like the sponge that has squeezed out all the dirty water and now is soaking in the clean water. Obedience and love, they go, they go together. Obedience will always challenge you. It requires faith along with hope and love. So this is something we'll talk about more next week, but obedience will always challenge you. Here's people skydiving. <laughs> my, I'm inspired by my dad who was a paratrooper, and the difference between a paratrooper and a skydiver is a paratrooper is not in it for the fun. <laughs> the paratrooper is going into battle or someplace secretly, and the skydiver is often from higher heights, diving in, and it's, it's fun. No matter what, obedience will challenge you. It requires faith along with hope and love. This week I had a dream that shocked me. The end of the dream was a white spotted snake jumping straight at my face. And so I woke up with that image in my mind. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I wondered what the source of the dream was. And when I prayed, the Father gave me an interpretation. So I was, a lot of dreams, most dreams are not necessarily from God. It's just your own mind processing things. And so I said, Lord, is there anything in this? And is there an interpretation? What do you want to say to me? Do you want to say to me anything? Because it was quite a graphic and detailed dream. All the details I can't share, otherwise it would be, take too long. But I will share the essence of the dream here. Because it's important for us. So let me share the dream. It began well enough with a library. We were examining Christian books, opening them up and appreciating them. And suddenly we found a waterlogged book. 
how did this book get waterlogged? Everything looks perfect. Now, it's not good to have a waterlogged book because you can't turn its pages and often there's some type of mildew that will start to develop on it. But the thing was, when we took out that book and it was waterlogged, we were wondering, why is it waterlogged? Because there's no water that can get into the library. Everything looks perfect. Then I looked up to the top right hand of the library, and lo and behold, there was a hole in a wall. It was a hole encased in slimy green mold. Oh, there's the problem. And I started to look at that hole up. This is, this is some hole, but it doesn't, it's not exactly like my dream. I'm just trying to give you a picture, but here's this, here's this hole in the upper right-hand corner, and this is where there's stuff getting in. What type of stuff? Well, here we, here we go. All sorts of ugly insects and creatures were coming through the hole, and that's when the snake entered, and it was chasing Anna and I around the house. After waking in shock, I asked the father, what was that about? Is there an interpretation? So, yeah, there was all sorts of stuff coming through this hole in the wall. Ugly creatures, insects, and, of course, the snake that had come through the hole in the wall. The Lord said, when I asked about this dream, the Lord said, that's the problem you're facing. It's the source of all the attacks you've been going through. And I just want to stop here. There's been a lot of uh, leading up to this Father's Heart unit. There's been a lot of attacks, a lot of strange things happening. One interesting thing was Anna was getting ready for church a couple weeks ago. Interesting in that it was, it was quite strange. She's getting ready. She's brushing her teeth. There, there was a door that was, it's a big glass door, and it was up up against the wall, it just, we had it up there uh, because it fell off the hinges, but it, it had been up there safe, quite safe, but the whole thing while she's brushing her teeth fell down and hit her calf and huge bruises on the back of her leg from that, um, but they're getting better. You don't have to, you don't have to. <laughs> but all sorts of things were, all sorts of things were happening. That could be like our own fault, not taking the door out or whatever. But <laughs> one thing after another, and especially, I guess, more than anything, my, my Anna, and I, Anna and I's hearts are pained when you see people, uh, not doing well in their walks with God. So that, I would say, would be the greatest grief. So there was this hole, and the Lord said, it's the source of all the attacks you've been going through. The hole in the wall is where these foreign creatures are coming in. The hole in the wall is where these foreign creatures are coming in. The hole is the gap in my people's revelatory knowledge of me as their loving father. Now, it's important to listen to this. It's important to hear this part. The hole 
is the gap in my people's revelatory knowledge of me as their loving father. Yes, many know the theory, but they don't know me as their father intimately and personally. So the Lord is trying to bridge this gap between our theory and pretty much every Christian would say, I have a loving father. But what happens when you're squeezed? What happens when you're really squeezed and things aren't going well? And it seems like you're forsaken because there was Jesus on the cross and he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But if you read the rest of the psalm, you realize that he trusts in a loving father. And so he trusts in God and put, keeps his hope in God. And the end of the psalm ends in praise. But for many of us, we may feel forsaken, and then we think, oh, we don't have a loving father, and this is where the enemy gets in, this is where uh, darkness gets in, this is where the snake comes in, because what did the snake do? What did the snake do in the garden? Yeah, did God really say? And he's all, he's all about trying to distort the beauty of the father, the beauty of God, how good God is, and that he's, not, he's trying to keep something from you. And so he's trying to distort God's word and also distort God's image. Again, I'll say this. The whole is the gap in my people's revelatory knowledge of me. What does that mean, revelatory knowledge? It means that, yeah, we need the revelation that comes from God the revelation that comes from the Father, that He is a loving Father. It's got to come from the Holy Spirit. And it's important to know it in our in minds, but we also have to have that revealed to us by the Spirit. And when it is, it's intimate and it's personal. And I, to be honest, I've found that through the trials of last year, there had been a, a gap in my own thinking. So don't think that I'm or a gap in my own life, to really know when, when things are going uh, extremely, when things are extremely difficult, like you're going through a rough place, you're going through the valley, the dark, thick valley. In the Hebrew, there's no word death in there. A lot of times Psalm 23 is read in funerals because of that part, valley, uh, the valley of the shadow of death. Well, it's a good, it is a good, psalm for funerals but there's no word death in there it's the picture is there in the original is of a gloomy dark valley a very dark gloomy valley and when you're walking through that it's easy for us to come to the conclusion that oh the father doesn't love me or he has forsaken me and this is this is the, the gap that the, Jesus wants to fill. There's hole in the wall. He wants to stand in that gap, and he wants to fill that gap. Are you with me here? I'll go forward in more of what the Lord was speaking to me. And he was saying this. They are doing life independently of me. They are not spending time with me. They think that they have to work hard without me. They don't know me as a loving and caring father that is present and active in their life. Now, I do need to repeat this one once again. This all came to me in a, in a flash. 
very clearly, no kind of thinking of, of, on my own to try to figure out what to say. Just and the father was saying they are doing life independently of me. They are not spending time with me. I'm sure this is not everybody, but this is a large part of his people that this would be on his heart. They are not spending time with me. They think that they have to work hard without me. In other words, doing it on their own without him. They don't know me as a loving, caring father that is present and active in their life. And this being present and active is, we need a revelation that the father is present and active in our life and he's loving and caring. And if we are going through something, he does care and he is working for our good. Hallelujah. And sometimes God does show us that he's a loving father and we praise him and say, hey, you're a loving, caring father. And then we forget, just like when the disciples experienced Jesus feeding the 5,000. And then the next chapter over, we see the feeding of the 4,000. And they forgot everything about the 5,000. They were like, how can we do this? They were in that pressured situation again, and they thought, how can we do this? And I, again, I identify with all of that. I have felt that, too. So I'm not going to preach that, but I've felt that. Right? Yeah, today, this morning, I just want to preach that, hey, the Father doesn't care. <laughs> He's not looking. There's no respect. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going to be preaching that, but... In my times with the Lord, this is something that the Father is communicating. He's, we need each one of us needs constant restoration, constant restoration, constant renewal. You close the gap when you soak in the Father's love and obey Jesus. So how is this gap closed? And now we're coming to an end. You close the gap when you soak in the Father's love and obey Jesus. Those two things, they're simple, yet revolutionary. You close the gap when you soak in the Father's love and obey Jesus. The good shepherd has laid down his life to close the gap. And his Holy Spirit is at work to restore all the holes in our souls. So let's let the shepherd do his work. Amen. Now, our lives will never be perfect. And when there's a gap in our lives, that's what Jesus stands in that gap. We've got to let him stand in that gap. And as we let him stand in the gap, he doesn't just sit there. He's restoring. He's rebuilding. But remember, re restoration takes time. It's one stone at a time. It's one piece at a time. It doesn't all just happen. At once, it takes time. Letting the shepherd shepherd you. Let the shepherd shepherd you. The good shepherd has laid down his life to close the gap, and his Holy Spirit is at work to restore all the holes in our souls. He doesn't want the enemy getting in. So let him do that restoring work. Our last slide is what we ended with last week too. 
Yahweh is my shepherd, he restores my soul. I'll say that again. Yahweh is my shepherd, he restores my soul. So if you're a pastor, even pastor means shepherd, even shepherds need shepherding. Even shepherds need restoration. And if you're not a shepherd, God wants all of us to have his heart. And since he's a shepherd, he wants you to become a shepherd. <laughs> a shepherd for your family, a shepherd for your children, a shepherd at your workplace. You'll find this working. And that means you have a heart for the, the, for the ones drifting. All, life's tough. So there'll, there'll come many times where the enemy is trying to break down the wall. But remember that Jesus is greater. He stands in the gap and he restores. He repairs the breach. Amen? So let's pray and then we'll come around the communion table. Father, we thank you for your word. You break your bread to feed us. And Father, I'm praying that we all all would have a revelation of your caring heart toward us, that you haven't forsaken us or left us, that you seek and save the lost, that you seek and save what is lost too, that you stand in the gap and you repair the gap and that you came to lay down your life for the sheep. We look at this massive universe, your abundance, but we thank you that you have come down and humbled yourself, became meek and gentle to carry us and to be with us. So, Father, I'm praying that in our minds, in our hearts, in our souls, the holes would be fixed up, totally new, that the wall would be totally made new. There would be no mildew, no creatures coming in. We would be protected. And Lord, we meditate. Jesus, we meditate on you being the door, the gate for the sheep. That means we only come in through you, but that also means that you protect us and you're not going to allow anything in. You're not going to allow anything in where you are the door. And so... I pray that we would let you be the door of our lives. Not our, we wouldn't construct our own door. <laughs> you would be the door of our lives. And the door would be strong. We would experience you as the door protecting us and watching over us. And we would not be allowing anything to jump over the walls or come in through other, other ways. So immerse us, Lord. Soak us in your love and show us the importance of obedience. In Jesus' name.